Welcome into episode number three of Walk the Pine. I'm Will Gray, joined here as always by Vincent Catuso and our producer, JP. How are we feeling today on this wonderful Friday? It's going all right so far. This is the beginning of it, so should be should be good. Should be good. Hello, hello. It's a beautiful day. Is this the first episode of the new year? It is, yeah. First episode of 2024. So welcome, welcome to 2024, guys. <laughs> I haven't showered since last year. Dude, it's like the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Big weekend ahead of <laughs> Big weekend. It was funny. I just saw a TikTok. Where it's kind of, I just stole that kind of from a TikTok. It was like, oh, I haven't showered since last year. But she said it on the, the 31st. <laughs> and he goes, that's like kind of fucking disgusting. <laughs> Damn, bitch. Um. Kind of freaking disgusting. Sorry, I forgot we need to clean up our mouths. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we it's need my to... bad. It's my bad. Watch it. Um, ignore that. But yeah, big weekend ahead of us. The final week of the NFL regular season is upon us. We have so many playoff implication games, including two of them tomorrow during the day. You know, I know the Ravens are kind of secured in their ground, but the Steelers have a lot that they need to happen to get into the playoffs. And I'm sure the Ravens aren't just going to roll over and let them in considering their division rivals. And then tomorrow night, we have the second biggest game of the weekend, in my opinion. Texans versus Colts. Win and get in a divisional matchup. It does not get any more pretty than that. Both of those teams, by the way, still have an opportunity to win the AFC South pending the Jaguars lose to the Titans on sunday but no matter what houston or indianapolis will be going to the postseason and honestly two just two more of like the most shocking teams in the league this year cj stroud comes into houston just turns the franchise around indianapolis they lose their starting rookie quarterback and anthony richardson like week three for the whole season and shane steichen's got gardner Minshew. A game away from the postseason. If you ask me, that's my coach of the year ballot right there. I'm checking his name up. So we've got a lot more too. That is insane. The Colts look bad early this year too. You know, so and then they lose their quarterback. Yeah, that's. And here they are now. Like it's impressive. Win and get in. After they lost Anthony Richardson, I was like, okay, right. He looked good. He looked good in like four games. Like to the future you obviously have to switch some things up with him because he got concussed and had a season ending shoulder injury so like hey maybe don't run the ball with him as much and at least like protect him more moving forward i know it's his first year as a play caller so like there's going to be those mishaps there but he looked awesome with his arm and so i was like okay yeah you know they're going to get another high draft pick they're going to be all right they're going to get a good, good player in next year's draft, which they obviously still could. But no, they have, they're probably going to be picking like 15th, even if they lose, which I do have them, unfortunately, losing to the Texans this weekend. But there's a lot more. The Bills and the Dolphins on Sunday night. Winner wins the AFC East. Massive game. Atlanta, Minnesota, New Orleans, Seattle can all get into the playoffs still if they win and get some help from some other teams losing. And then Green Bay. Gets into the playoffs with a win over the Chicago Bears. To to backtrack a little bit. Of course. Do the Ravens have I, the number one seed clinched? 
I believe so. I think they have 13 wins. Yeah. And the closest and is the Miami Dolphins, who I believe only have 11. Mm. So it is clinched. They are the number one. So, like, it does change the outlook on things. That does change. It's like, do you want to let your division rivals into the playoffs? No. No, but you got bigger goals. You know, it it kind of, you know, I think it's going to be kind of like probably like, hey, we're going to play the starters, but we're going to see what's going on. Right. Right. I mean, you never, I mean, nobody, well, I'm not going to say nobody, but nobody, nobody tries to lose, you know, no. everybody and wants to win the game. This but is like, one of the Ravens losses from but earlier this year. Yeah, they but it's still the year. NFL. Like if you're not, if you're not all in, like it's very easy to lose a game. I think if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you have to kind of go like, what's more important here? Like, we are the number one team. We are by far the AFC favorites right now. We probably, I don't know. Like, you look at the Steelers roster and you go, okay, are they going to come back and haunt us if we let them in? Right. That's what I was I was actually going to say. They have, lost to the, they have lost to the Steelers. That was one of their losses you earlier don't, this year. I would never want to see a divisional matchup in the playoffs. In a, no, in a break. I would, dude, if we're seeing I've, the Packers in the it. playoffs, I've seen I've seen Chris Connie. <laughs> no, that was that was, Chris Connie was 2013. That was the game before the playoffs. That was to win was... the NFC North. Winner wins the NFC North. Mm. I saw it in the NFC Championship game for the rights to go to the Super Bowl. We lost to the Packers. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I wanted to swing from a fan. What year was that? 2010, 21-14. Jay Cutler got hurt at halftime. Tours MCL, and. Uh, the rest was history. Aaron Rodgers gets his first ring. And you want to know why the Packers were able to get to that point? Because they beat the Bears week 17. Yeah. To get into the playoffs. Yeah. The Bears beat them week 17. We would not have seen the Green Bay Packers, and we probably would have been faced up against the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC Championship. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the, like, after that game, the playoff game, we were what? We were watching it at one of my buddy's houses, and she's like, "Oh, like, don't we want to root for the Packers now?" Like, no. tw- <laughs> <laughs> and we're fresh off a loss to them. I'm like, "No, yeah. no." It's like a ten year old. I wanted to say some crazy, you keep your teeth? some crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We've all been in those moments as as Bear fans. Um, this is what I'll say though. I look back on that 2018. Chicago Bears team, like I do for a lot of things, just because that team holds such a special place in my heart. Um, week eighteen or week seventeen, because they were still only playing sixteen games at the time. Uh, the Bears had the NFC North clinched up, and they had to travel to Minnesota to play the Vikings. And if the Vikings won, they would have been in the playoffs, and they would have had to, they would have had to come to Soldier Field that very next week and play the Bears. So it was like okay. The Bears were like, okay, if we let the Vikings win, we know that we're playing them next week. But if we beat the Vikings, we're going to face Philadelphia. And they went into Minnesota, a divisional game, with no starting wide receivers. They only started the quarterback. Allen Robinson was hurt. They kept a lot of players healthy. I'm pretty sure the entire fourth quarter, all the second strings played. And the Bears just spanked their asses around and did not let them in. I feel like that's kind of like what you have to come into this game as 
with as Baltimore. Yeah. Like, you know, play it safe, play it cool. But if you if you get ahead quick and you feel like your team can keep that lead, then get the guys out of there and, you know, worry about the focus on the postseason because they're going to get a break. They got they're, they're going to get a week off no matter what because they've got the bye week. So that's that's that. Let's let's look into this like um, let's look into the rest of them. I know I didn't get to finish up here. But um, we have New Orleans, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Minnesota, and Seattle. They all five of those teams can get in if they win and get some help. I'm pretty sure Seattle has a very has the most simple of those. They just need to beat the Cardinals, and the Bears need to beat the Packers, and Seattle gets the final wild card spot. Um, I like both. I like both of those things to happen. Well, I don't know about the Bears and the Packers. I'm maybe getting a little bit ahead of myself there, but we'll talk about that in a second. But I like Seattle. Atlanta can still win the division, which is crazy to me. If they beat the Saints and the Bucks lose to the Panthers, which is very highly unlikely, Atlanta wins the division. There's just a lot. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to all the games this weekend. But Bills-Dolphins, that's going to be a great one. That's one I really want to dive into. If you told me that uh, if that either of these teams were in the Super Bowl in February, I'm right. not going to be surprised. Right. Like the Bills started, they were six and six, and now they're ten and six, and they have a chance to win the division. They've been one of the shakiest teams all year, but this is not a team you want to see in the playoffs. Right, and they're getting hot at the right time or the wrong time, depending on whose side you're on. You know. Yeah. Put on. You should put that on the plaque. Like you, you should get that tatted chest piece. They're getting hot. Depending on who's <laughs> at the right or it rhymes. That's sick. At the right time or the wrong time. Depending on bars over here. Twenty twenty four. How didn't even know how I, I forgot how you said it now. Getting hot. Just you can't say there. I'm or you could do I'm getting hot for like a chest piece. I'm getting hot. Depending on yeah or I'm getting hot. At the right or the wrong time. Depending on which side you're on. <laughs> Tough as hell. Tough. Yeah, it's like bars. You should, you should get that where it's like on your back. It's like the first part. And then the second part, like hold it. Like, depending on whose side you're That's going to be a long tattoo. Well, big tattoo. I was going to like back. chest your piece. Uh, rib, rib cage honestly sounds pretty tough. It's just like some... Just, Neck piece, just that would be cool on the neck. <laughs> yep, fill the neck, neck, neck piece. I don't know. I like the rib cage. Oh. I like the rib cage. You're like back of calf. Just have back like the calf. just have. I'm getting hot at the right, at the right or wrong time. And then on my back, <laughs> depending <laughs> depending on whose side you're on. Oh then, my then, god! Yeah, you should make like, the right side of your body all just like fire, and the right, left side of your body just like water. It's like. Oh my gosh, it's so raw. It's so raw. I'm about to go from no I'm about to go from no tattoos to whole body ink. Birdman. You're gonna go whole body ink? Just because of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I'm getting front, back, side, side. Maybe you could do your whole front of your body fire and the whole back of your body water. That would be cool too. (laughs) Depending on whose side you're on. I'm sure I'd move up in my career very fast. Yeah business opportunities with that i mean dude you'd definitely you'd, be a security you, guard somewhere <laughs> you could uh you could yeah, uh maybe i could, get, like, I could some, be a security guard I, you probably could get like a hell of a icy hot <laughs> sponsorship though 
like dude, you'd be like the spokesperson for icy hot right i'm like depending on whose side you're like they just throw <laughs> you up icy they probably. would just throw you on throw you on stage in some boxers i'm just gonna be well, twirls well acquainted with shack <laughs> dude if you're well acquainted with shack that's all that right, matters dude. in life you've made it it's over it's over all right but yeah who do you guys got in this bills dolphins game back to where we were Say the Bills pull it out. Dolphins are falling apart. Dolphins are falling apart. Bills pull it out per Vince. I want to say, I was going to say, I'm like, it depends on which Miami team shows up. But at the same time, I could say the exact same thing about Buffalo. Yeah. Both of these teams have been like, because I just watched the Dolphins get stomped by the Ravens last week. Yeah. Like like, embarrassing. Like it was embarrassing to watch. It was. It was was like, like, wow. I was so excited for that game too, dude. And dude, that's what's so scary about Baltimore is that I, I was going to say I'm stomped, like I don't even know if that's a like dude. They've stomped the Forty Niners and the Dolphins in back to back weeks. Those were like the dude that two other Super Bowl favorites right behind them. Yeah. Well, no, the Forty Niners I believe were the one. Dolphins were the two, and Ravens were the three. Well, shit. And, the, the Ravens were the Ravens were the underdog in that San Francisco game. That pissed them off. <laughs> They handled them. Dude, and that was in San Fran, too. In San Francisco. And Chris McCaffrey was playing well. Yeah. It's not like. They had Purdy in prison, bro. Yeah. Their defense is. Baltimore's defense is scary. That's what's uh, scary about the Brock Brock Purdy truthers out there, you know. (laughs) The two times he's played a a real-life defense this year. (laughs) That's the Browns. Very real-life defense. The Browns and the Ravens, probably, arguably, the two best defenses in football. He's thrown, like, five combined picks and for, like, 120 yards a game. And has completed, like, 40% of his passes. And it's like, oh, your game manager is showing his true colors. I don't think Purdy's a top-10 quarterback, but... And I was very happy that he lost because he no longer became the MVP favorite. So yeah, that's just my two cents real quick. Um, I'm gonna rock with the Buffalo Bills. When I when these matchups are so tight and they come down to the division and all this and all that, I go with the better quarterback and I'm going with Josh Allen. Um sometimes I lean with the better head coach, what I which I would say right now is probably Mike McDaniels. McDermott's kind of been on the hot seat. But in terms of experience, been there, done that. Does Buffalo like, need to win to get in? Buffalo has like a weird scenario. They don't need to win to get in, but if they lose and a couple other teams win, they could be out of the playoffs, which is crazy. They can win the AFC East this week with a win. How unexpected would that be? If they lose? If they're out of the playoffs. It would be highly unexpected. I mean, they were probably the favorites to win the AFC East. So just for them to be completely out of the playoffs would be insane. And to see teams like Houston in over them would be wild. Pittsburgh, oh my gosh, if Kenny Pickett and the Steelers, who average like 9.8 points per game, are in the playoffs over Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, I would throw up. <laughs> I would be sick to my stomach. I really would. But I'm going to I'm going to tentatively roll with Miami. Tentatively roll with Miami. Yeah. Sounds All scared. Right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You sound nervous. All right, 
game of the weekend for us, at least. Bears Packers. Well, I mean, are you asking me who I think is going to win, or are you just saying that game of the week? No, I mean, I I just want to kind of dive into it. You okay. know, uh, well, we'll kind of combine these next two topics. Sounds into like one. our only our only motivation for this game. You know, is this is is what screwing over the Packers. Yeah, I mean, it's this is our Super Bowl, boys. This is our Super Bowl, and I want to win it very badly. This is a game of a lifetime for a lot of uh, a lot of uh, players and coaches on this team, if you ask me. This is probably the biggest game of both Justin Fields and Matt Eberflus's career so far in Chicago. Yeah, I think we're going to rain on that parade. I would love it, dude. I would. I would cry. I think I would cry. Hey, what time is this game on Sunday? Three three thirty. Bears got the three thirty game. I'm working in the morning on Sunday. Okay. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Time to get off. I'll be off probably after the game, especially that it's at three. I'll probably be off around like six or so. The game's over maybe later. Um. Yeah, Justin Fields. This very well could be his last game as a Chicago Bear. And I think that a lot of this probably rides on this game. I think it's going to be very hard to turn away the coach and the quarterback who have turned it around in the second half of the year and who go into Lambeau and knock the Green Bay Packers out of the playoffs. Something, and we, I think we would finish ahead of them in the standings then if we did that. I agree, but honestly, I feel like this game depends on our defense. Because our defensive look really has looked really good in some games. Really good in some games. So I think if we can if we can it's top five disrupt yeah, if we can if we can disrupt LaFleur and really just put Jordan Love in a box, like there's no reason why we can't win this game. Oh, one hundred percent. And I think that there's a chance that we do that. I mean, if you look at this defense since trading for Montez Sweat They've been on an, you know, an upward hill every week and getting better and better. They have the most interceptions in the NFL, and which is 22. They have 22 interceptions. That's the most in the NFL. 16 of them have come over the last six weeks. Yeah. Which is crazy. Jeez. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Our For, secondary is playing on fire. Too. On fire. Brian Poles deserves round of applause. Like, he drafted... Kyler Gordon, Tyreek Stevenson, Jaquan Brisker. All of those guys are rookie or year two players. And he got handed good a good seasoned vet in Eddie Jackson, who I hope leaves after this year. Love him. But and Jalen Johnson. He got gifted Jalen Johnson and Eddie Jackson. But he just got Stevenson's been playing with his And team. we also have two linebackers who also have three picks each, and he signed both of them this offseason. He deserves his flowers for what he's done to this defense. And then all Matt Eberflus needed was a real pass rusher because I had faith in the secondary from the beginning of last year. I did. I've always been like, I think that this is one of the best secondaries in football, but they have no pass rush. They're, you, Everything is gone the minute there's no pass rush. You yeah. can't lock a guy up for four or five seconds. It's impossible. No. They're, the position is impossible. NFL receivers are just too good. Yeah, they are. They are way too talented to cover. It, it is impossible to cover anyone for five seconds out there. Like, yeah. you are – cornerback is the hardest position to play in football. Like, everyone could say quarterback is, 
and quarterback is the most important and very difficult. But I think corner overall is the hardest position to play. You can't cover anyone for quarterback is much more complex. Yeah, of course. But like that one task you have of just covering a team's most athletic, <laughs> athletic <laughs> guy, like that's that's a tall task. Mm-hmm. And you exactly. Do it, and you do it every play. And I've I've had faith in the secondary from the minute it was built. I was just like, they're not going to be able to do anything with no pass rush. No, no. So well, they got a. They got a great pass rusher in there, a Pro Bowl pass rusher in there now in Montez Sweat, and we have 16 interceptions. Look at what's going on. The secondary is clamping them up out there, clamping them up out there. And I think that there's just a lot of a lot of positives going on with the Chicago Bears. The arrow is pointing up, but I think, you know, a loss here, and you could be looking at a few big changes. So I'm going to ask you guys this. Do you guys think this is going to be the last game that you watch Justin Fields play as a Chicago Bear? Honestly, no. I don't think it is. So you think that they're going to stick with Fields? I feel like this Sunday is going to go well. Um, and, yeah, I feel like they're not going to want to just go ahead and, and, like you said, blow it up right now. There's a lot of other good pieces on the on the board. And, I don't know, at the end of the day, like, drafting a, a completely new quarterback, number one, is not always going to work out. And Fields has shown some somewhat of some promise. So... I feel like that's just a risky move to, I guess, like try and just start over almost. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I, see. I, I see where you're saying. JP. Uh, I'm not even sure Ryan Poltz knows. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he does. So uh, this Sunday. Um. I mean. I would love to be a fly in the wall inside the executives' offices, see what um, the oh, the scouting report on Caleb Williams. I'd love to know what they actually think about him because I have no idea. Um, he's very talented, but he's also got a lot of big question marks. I don't know. I feel for the guy. I mean, he's making a lot of money to make these decisions, but I think I think if you ask me right now, I'm gonna have like my Max Kellerman moment. You know, aliens are pointing the death beam at us. Yeah, from Mars or whatever he says. Uh, that's I don't know if I can Martians, do that. I think Martians. Yeah, Martians pointing the death beam. At us, you have to make your decision. Give me Iguodala. Um, gun to the back of my head right now, and I have 30 seconds to decide who I want as the quarterback of the Chicago Bears next year. I'm telling you, I want Caleb Williams as the Chicago Bears quarterback next season with the gun to the back of my head right now. Big, uh, big will bomb. Yeah, I, I agree based on what we've been talking about the last couple minutes. Every move, just about every move Brian Poles has made has been it's been a great decision. They've Except worked for the out. Claypool one, but we don't talk about that. I mean take a swing on some a guy with like insane athletic ability who has had proven success and you need another weapon. I mean for he's shown his talent, so that's on him. He didn't show up. He didn't play to his ability. Yeah. But that was 
that wasn't to me that didn't seem like a huge risk mm -hmm. no i was you know in, very intrigued with the move to say the least you can't make a guy you can't make a guy show up and want to play football mm -hmm. you'd rather um, be at fashion shows in paris right so overall his decisions have been shaping this team and shaping it for the better so i think now like his job is on the line and he's going to ride with a guy that he picks and fields wasn't a guy that he drafted. So I think he's going to go with Caleb Williams. I think he genuinely does love Justin Fields a lot enough to obviously trade the number one overall pick last year and not take. CJ no, Stroud. he's in. No. Yeah. He's in like fields is if we aren't in this situation, we're, there's not a fucking there's not a question not a freaking question yeah there's not a freaking question about this like you're riding with justin fields he's shown he's he's got amazing arm arm talent playmaking ability and nfl there's not a lot of quarterbacks so if you have a decent one unless you really have another option you're gonna stick with them so Man, it's gonna yeah. be fun to watch this draft, honestly, and just like sit there and see what they're gonna do. And then, just do we wait. have the number one pick locked up? It's locked. It it's is locked, locked and loaded. It's big time. It was locked last week. All we needed with two games left was either one Carolina loss or one Arizona win, and Ca and Carolina lost and Arizona won. So we got you know the double magic number uh, last week. It is locked and loaded. Um, this is my thing. My opinion very well could change Sunday night. If Justin Fields, this is like, I mean, come on. Like, if Justin Fields goes out there and puts on a show against Green Bay and we win and eliminate them from the playoffs, how could you? When you are, because this is this decision is already hard enough because what scares me the most is your biggest offseason acquisition was DJ Moore. DJ Moore is having a career year, and he is in the locker room calling out the front office saying, I want Justin Fields as my quarterback for the future. Finally, as Bear fans, we think, okay, maybe we finally have a guy here who is going to break all of our 100-year-old receiving records. Dude only probably needs like 3,500 more receiving yards to break all the records. It's not a hard record to break. Everyone says receivers, are where, uh, receivers go to die in Chicago. So we finally have a guy, biggest offseason acquisition. He wants Justin Fields. He's called out the front office publicly, saying, "I heard, I know you guys up in your in your fancy little box up there. Heard the fans saying we want Fields. It's very romantic. It is. I don't think Paul is a romantic guy. No, think, think he's, he's cutthroat. Think he's going to trade him to Atlanta, get what he can, which, and that that could be a case of if." If we beat the Packers and he plays well, that could almost be more reason to trade more him. More reason to trade him because now he's his stock is the highest. Yeah, but listen, this is the final conversation before we move on. This is I'm going to trust Ryan Poles. I think he's going to make the right decision in the end. I think a lot of his decisions have been great so far. I think we got the right guy. So if he decides to stick with Justin Fields, trade number one for an absolute haul, I'm going to stand by it. I'm not going to be mad, yeah. but if he decides to draft Caleb Williams, there's a lot of fans that are going to be pissed off, but I'm not going to be. 
You know, no. I just watched Jordan Love come into Green Bay in his first season and break both Bears passing records in a single season. Yeah. He's already thrown for more yards in one season than any Bears quarterback has ever done and more touchdowns in one season than any Bears yeah, quarterback. Yeah, Love didn't even done. Love didn't even touch what Caleb Williams has done in Not college. even close. He I mean, no. I could go on and on about Jordan Love, but I'm not going to. That's bottom line. But uh do we got the Bears winning this weekend? I I do not. I got the Packers winning 27-21. Wow. Bear down. Yeah. <laughs> Vince has got the Bears. Vince has got the Bears. We got the Bears. Making it. Let's go, Chief. Making it a spicy decision. The next three months are about to be crazy, dude. Oh, it's about to be a absolute. All right. Let's dive into Black Monday before we get into some quick NBA talk to wrap up the show. Three days away from Black Monday. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven coaches who I think are on the bubble. We're going to go through them. Ron Rivera, I think, is an absolute <coughs> lock. Goodbye, Riverboat Ron. Will no longer be head coach of the Washington Commanders come Monday morning. Probably by Sunday night, honestly. More than likely. More than likely. He's horrible. Not him, but it's, he's been put in a horrible situation. Um, you know, he was there for the majority of uh, the previous ownership of the Snyder family, which is the worst family ever in the history of football ownership. Um, so it's not entirely his fault. The commanders just just he got there at a horrible time with just a lot of turmoil. But overall, I think he's a goner. Um, I feel like you got to move on, just start fresh. You got a new ownership group in there. You got to get a new head coach in there. Someone young, offensive minded, potentially coaching Caleb Williams. Arthur Smith. Now, this is an interesting one. The Falcons could be a playoff team tomorrow or on Sunday night. But there's a lot of there's a lot of things about Arthur Smith that just don't strike me right. First of all, he doesn't use his weapons correctly at all, whatsoever. Right, it took him half the season. And he still doesn't. <laughs> he, he's figured it out a little more, but he still doesn't. And two, I'm personally not a fan of the silver spoon in the mouth. Because he was born with it. His dad's a billionaire. His dad's his FedEx. His dad started FedEx. Wow. So it's like... I like Amazon more anyway. <laughs> to me... It's kind of like, do I really want my head coach? Like, dude, it, like, it, if I was a the child of a billionaire, I would be like, all right, yeah, I'll go coach an NFL team too. I'll have some fun with it for three years. Of, you know, yeah, that does sound awesome. Like, I don't think like his family's not going to be worried about where they're sleeping tomorrow. No, he'll never have to work a day in his life again. Not the type of guy that rode the bus. Definitely not. Thank you, Vince. He never once probably rode the bus. He probably pulled up to school with a personal driver. Is that guy on this list? Who? Arthur Smith? Yeah, the, no, the bus guy. Oh, Jonathan Gannon? Hell no. Oh, no. Jonathan Gannon's a dog. Oh, okay. He rides the bus. Mike Vrabel. What do you guys think about Mike Vrabel? Tennessee Titans. He's been there for a while. Team guy. Hard-nosed guy. But has not been able to get it done in Tennessee. Um, to me, a lot of these questions come to, I mean, if, 
there, there is a point where even if you don't have somebody lined up, if the performance is just so bad from the team, you do just have to let the coach go, regardless of if you have a plan after. But I think for a lot of these bubble guys, it just depends on the front office and who they behind the scenes who they have lined up. Yeah. To replace them. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you think you have a guy that's gonna be the solution, then you're gonna be way more likely to pull the trigger and it makes a lot more sense. Um so this really applies to variable here because there's a few other he's coaches. shown he's been a very good coach. There's a few other coaches on this list that this applies to yeah, you ask yeah, me. Yeah, but Vrabel's been Vrabel has shown that he's a very good coach. And he hasn't gotten the fairest shake. I mean, we all seen the draft video when they traded A.J. Brown. Just sitting in the in the war room, shaking his head as the GM is behind him, trading A.J. Brown. He was just, like, staring off into space. Like, what are we doing here? I think I think he stays. You think so? I think he stays. I don't know. I, I, I could see both ways. I think uh, Ron Carthen, I forget how you say his last name. I think he might want to get uh, some, fresh, some fresh eyes in there. Um, it's a new GM, so I could see him easily being, you know, just kind of like the same thing. Like, I just want, I want my own guy, not someone I inherited, especially as the head coach. Um, Chicago Bears, what? I'm glad you're saying that. Can I? Chicago Bears, Matt Eberflus. Okay. This is something I wanted to get into, too. Um, so if we can get Harbaugh. I think he's gone. And and to bring this full circle with Justin Fields, Caleb Williams. If we can get if we have Harbaugh secretly lined up where we think we can get him, whoever he wants at quarterback is gonna wait go. is gonna go a long way. What if he's like JJ McCarthy? I'd kill someone. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are we, are we like, yeah, whatever you say, Jim? Is that what we do? No, not at all. Not in any way whatsoever. No? No. If what? Jim, No, dude, if Jim Harbaugh comes to Chicago and he's like, I want J.J. McCarthy, I'm... Oh, no. He's got the Between the him. two. Oh, yeah, I would Between take Jim fields. Harbaugh in a heartbeat. Oh. No, I'm... Si- yeah, no, 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 I'm... Si- it's just a joke. Okay, where are we at? I'm so lost. It's just a joke. You want Harbaugh. I want Harbaugh. Yeah, I do too. So if we have, if let hypothetically say behind the scenes we have Harbaugh lined up, okay, we're gonna take him, and that's gonna if he's emphatically supporting Caleb Williams, we're gonna take Caleb Williams. If he's supporting Fields, we're gonna stick with Fields. Yeah. I would. That's. I mean. I think regardless, if you get ma- rid of Matt Eberflus, whoever you bring in should have a massive say in what your decision right. should be. How would you guys feel if we brought in Deion Sanders? Horrible. Not good. I don't know. You'd have them boys. You'd have them boys ready to play always. Yeah, I just don't know if he's got the. I don't know. It'd probably just be like Mike Singletary coaching. I personally, I don't think Matt Eberflus is going anywhere. I don't. Even though Courtney Cronin just did come out and say that it was the McCaskies who hired Ryan Poles confirmed, or who could, hired Matty Rufus confirmed, not Ryan Poles. Um, 
which is great. You know, that's exactly what you should do. <laughs> the McCaskies are so good at that. Um, but I don't think he's gone. I think that this turnaround has been too immense. Uh, I mean, they're already at a four-win improvement from last year. The defense is what he is running is top of the league. Um, I think that they're hoping it can be like a Sean McDermott kind of situation where it's like, okay, we're still going to – because they already had Sean McDermott when they drafted Josh Allen. But this is going to be my problem is you can't bring in Caleb Williams and then slap – because this team is this team's a playoff team right now. The Chicago Bears team, the way they've been playing, they are a playoff team. Like next year, if they keep the same roster, expectations will be playoffs. Mm-hmm. So if you keep Matt Eberflus and you bring in a rookie quarterback, you cannot put playoff expectations on Matt Eberflus next year, and then fire him, <coughs> and then fire him when that doesn't happen. Because it's just, then then it's just the cycle. It's just the same cycle we've seen over and over and over again. You can't do that. And that's why I do think Matt, Matt Eberflus is staying, though. I think the turnaround has been too big. And I'm I'm pro Matt Eberflus right now staying. But if there is a better candidate lined up, I will take it. You asked me five weeks ago, I would have told you Matt Eberflus has got to go. Yeah, I remember that five weeks ago when you said exactly that. All right, moving on. Sean McDermott, Mike McCarthy, Bill Belichick. Last three. Stay, stay gone. I like that, Vince. I I agree with you. I do think that a lot of it's going to depend on how they do in the playoffs, but I do have both Dallas and... I have both Dallas and the... Where was I? Dallas. Oh, Dallas and the Bills winning a playoff game. I think it could be maybe NFC Championship game, AFC Championship game, or bust for the both of them. But if they yeah. get you to the divisional round, it's kind of hard to just pass that up. Uh, coaches with the last name that starts with Mick, McDermott, McCarthy, McDaniel's. I think that's it. Is there more? That's still a lot. That's well, there was two McDaniel's, separate ones. But Mick, Josh McDaniel's got fired. They had Mike Mike McDaniel's is in. It's still kind of crazy to have three. Of, oh, there's four. McVeigh, Sean McVeigh. Yeah, it's okay. That's crazy. That's really crazy. I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> you would not know that. <laughs> I mean, I know I wouldn't know that, but I'm pretty sure if you looked up in the history of sports, has there ever been four head coaches with the last name that started with Mick? Something in the history of sports. In the history, history of, of sports having four separate head coaches so. in the league. That's crazy. I, I mean, would think that would. I would think that's happened. Well, you got to think. Mike McCarthy was been in the league I don't for a know. while. Sean McVay has been in the league for a while. I mean, this might have happened in the NFL a couple of years. I just feel like with these people, or even maybe in the NFL, it's happened before. That's just that's so crazy to me. That's like it's like very highly unlikely. I feel like. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, Vince. sorry. <laughs> I like stay stay gone though. I think Bill Belichick will probably just resign. They'll give him his flowers. Give him the resignation. Yeah, he's been on TV a lot more recently. I think it's they're easing over. Yeah, he's a he's a. They're like you know how in like the boys when they're like trying to like ease people out, they're like, yeah, you're gonna be on this, this, and this. We have like a movie for you and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, they're they're giving his farewell tour. Yeah, exactly. The farewell exactly. tour. Yeah. Okay. All right. Where where are we at, JP? Mm. 
I could see any three of these guys being gone. Um, it's gonna depend if if if, if either lose. team if either team lose first round, that head coach is gone. Yeah, I agree. I think also if they don't win the East and they somehow miss the playoffs, McDermott is a thousand percent gone. Oh, if they miss the playoffs, McDermott's a gone. Oh. But these, I mean, these are predictions here on who's going to be fired on Monday. And I think the Bills and the Cowboys both both make the playoffs. Yeah, they're safe. They're, they're safe. safe for now. Black Monday is probably like my fifth favorite holiday. I didn't know what that was until I walked into It's not a holiday. It is to me. The uh, Dude, All I'm right, telling so- you, from the minute that the Super Bowl is over, well, even before the Super Bowl is over, like, dude, the GM and head coaching search is my favorite time. Like, so one of my favorite times of the year. Like, it is like, especially when your team's involved, it's like, oh, who are we gonna get? Who are we gonna get? Who are we gonna get? Um, we're not this year, obviously, but just overall, like, it's a great time. It's a good time. It's a, it, it's fresh starts. You look forward to it, and you just enjoy the off season. It's such, I'm so excited for the off season. It's a massive one. Biggest one of my life. All right. Let's move on. NBA, real quick, before we wrap this show up. I just wanted to dive into this little Chet and Wemby. Because I just saw that Wemby took over leading all rookies in statistic categories with points, rebounds, and yeah. uh, blocks. I he think. said he was pissed that he hasn't won the rookie of the month or something like that. Or like, and he was like, I got to step it up. Like it's, it's time to prove something. I don't know. And he's he, been played, looking, he played really good against the uh the Bucks. Yeah, Bucks he killed he yeah. was killing the Bucks, but yeah. they won. They ended up winning. Yeah, yeah. Which the Bucks might have to be hitting that panic button. They're not playing good basketball so far this year. I think their coach is gonna be canned. Oh, you think so? Yeah, eventually. Yeah. I think they, they shouldn't have got rid of Budenholzer. I don't know about that necessarily, but because Budenholzer wasn't all that great either, honestly. I feel like they could have had a lot more success with a better coach. Honestly, I could see Monty Williams being fired over in Detroit and then headed over to Milwaukee eventually. I feel like that's something that could happen. Um, but, again, you know, mm-hmm. who knows what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe the Bucks have someone lined up on their, like, assistants or whatever. But, yeah, it's not looking good for that guy if they keep not meeting expectations. I mean, but still they are number, still the second. They're still number two in the East. So, yeah, that's the other thing is, like, they still are number two in the East, and they just, like, I, I'd say they probably give it, like, the rest of the season, at least in the, or the year, obviously, to see what's happening maybe next year. But we'll see what happens um, with that moving forward. But that was one of the coaches that they said was on the hot seat when I was watching some stuff earlier. But it's pretty early for that. But right now. I think um, Lemby should be more worried about the five wins they have. Yeah, that's the other thing is they suck. Why? So, uh, that's and, why. And Chet's like they're number two. First of all, I think it should go to the actual rookie. That's who I think should win is the actual rookie. Yeah, and that's Wembenyama. But I think Chet's gonna win it based on their record. I mean, yeah, their record is better, and their statistics are generally the same. Honestly, like, and Chet was has been playing very, very, very good. They've both been playing pretty good against like conservatively good teams, but the the. Thunder have been beating good teams consistently. They're beating the Celtics consistently. They beat um, the Nuggets a few times. They've beaten other really good teams. I mean, they've beaten basically every team. They beat the Timberwolves the other day. That not like they're playing very, very good. Yeah, they are. They're balling. And Shea's playing very, very good. Almost to the point where like I feel like Shea's an MVP candidate. Like he is right now, but in in the next few years, I feel like he's going to be like a top MVP candidate. Like, like very well could two. be. Um, 
But yeah, I think right now, like if you're looking at rookie of the year, if the season ended right this second, I feel like Chet's going to get it. Like you said, for the record, mostly statistics are generally the same. By the end of the year, though, I feel like Wemby like could potentially like really like make that jump in the statistics where he's going to be a lot better and it's going to be hard not to give it to him. So we'll see what happens. We're not even halfway yet. So. Yeah, very, very true. Very, very true. And then looks like Braun and Giannis are leading the all-star votes uh, once again for team captains. Uh and you know, team captains are automatically like starters. Right. I, I mean, I, I just don't. I mean, it's like is Le, like usually the team captains are the two best players in the league. Why is why is Bron like? I think they need to change. Like, I get it. The fan they want to get the fans involved, but like, Bron shouldn't be a captain anymore, man. Giannis, like, you could definitely make an argument for. And it's like I think there's like a partial hate for this format because like Jokic was the second to last person picked last year. The thing about this format that I don't like is like there was there was a type of competitiveness that it brought being East and West. Um, you know, like if you were in the East, you wanted to win. I mean, guys like at the time LeBron was like an East guy for a long, long time. Type of thing where it kind of builds over time. Certain guys are in certain conferences, long time, Steph Curry, West. Thing. Yeah. Um, Giannis in the East now. There's, I think it just brings a different type of competitiveness, especially because like the East guys are guys who are playing against each other four times a year. Mm-hmm. And then you got the guys across conferences that aren't really playing against each other that much. Um, so I just, I think it definitely East and West um, made it a little more competitive and fun to watch in that sense. Uh, again, mm-hmm. though, the draft is kind of cool. It is kind of cool to watch them like draft each other. There's always like some interesting stuff going on during that. Um, but yeah, it's been LeBron every year since it's happened. I don't think it hasn't been LeBron yet. Um, it was just LeBron and Giannis, or LeBron and I think it was Kevin Durant that one time. Let's see. Um, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Like, I just think that um, you know, going back to East and West would be really considerably like awesome. But at the same time, it's like when you do something. They changed it up already. They've been changing up a lot of things with All Star Weekend, so I think they're just going to rock with it. I don't think they're going to go back. See, I actually disagree. I think breaking up the East and West makes it more competitive because just the talent level, the talent pool isn't equal in the East and the West. Like the West is definitely. If it was just right, if it was just the West versus the East, we're getting it's going to be very one-sided yeah i get it i do i get I, I i totally do get it um i will say that they do everything better than probably every other all-star game i mean the mlb all-star game is always cool but like nobody cares that much yeah all-star games are bad yeah they're yeah really bad. but, but the pro bowl pro bowl i'm low it's just flag football it's yeah. just it's it's, five, it's seven seven on seven flag football trouble has football been... though i feel like that is like not the worst idea just because like the injuries. injuries per game but is just man, so much more they likely. used to kill people they <laughs> used sean to be a, taylor dude it used to be a war out there man yeah. sean taylor killed his killed the punter dude just stuck him as hard as he could it used to be a war out there man it used to be fun to watch it was the best of the best coming together to play the man's game but i do get what you're saying at the same time yeah, it kind of makes a little bit of sense to me because I, I feel like, especially like when players started retiring early because of concussion stuff like that, I feel like because I mean it's been what like a, a while where the Pro Bowl hasn't been as big of a deal. Um, yeah, I, they I stopped, don't know when they went to. Fight they football. stopped like sacking like wow, that's weird. Like that's eight weird. or nine years ago, 
um tackles were a lot more light it, it really did get soft and that's okay like i get it you know yeah you it's kind of like how lebron doesn't want to do the dunk contest it's like yeah it's kind of like soft in some respect but it's like if you really think about it like do you blame the guy for not wanting to put his like season on the line to just like do that you know what i mean or but he has no problem playing in the all-star game yeah but that's something you could kind of like control a little bit more like and also like i feel like if you're trying to just pull off some like dunk to like win something you have like a little bit more of a likelihood of like fucking it up and hurting yourself or landing weird or even just messing like up any type of thing that could potentially like hurt you um more than like if you're just playing in a light game that's always taken very lightly especially recently they just take long ass threes and try to like make like kind of like cool highlights that really aren't that cool because no one's playing defense um so you know i feel like that's just less likely to get yourself injured where you know you're going to make this dunk that's you know something I think, that people don't do i think it would just be on display that lebron's not as athletic as he used to be i think well, that's what it point, is i don't think it's well, really, yeah but he's never i don't think it's really like an injury thing he should have done it like no i mean, 10 but, years I mean ago. yeah back in the heat like, days Ohio, or even yeah, cab days yeah. like, oh, they, oh, they always every year they oh, ask him like, oh, 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 I mean, if he would, it would have been like interesting to see him go up against like legends like Blake Griffin or like been Zach sweet. Levine, Aaron Gordon. That would have been interesting. But that's the thing is like, if you look at those players that like have won it anytime recently, like Mac um, McClung and Mac McClung, it's like they're trying actually. to make a career. For and he's themselves. a G League guy, exactly, and he has made like so much money since like that because of that. And it's like, I mean, it's at this point, it's become more like the athletic guys that aren't like the best players that are just like you know trying to improve their publicity and also like just like be known and also do something they could do like zach levine who sucks at everything else like being a <laughs> he's making his return tonight which i was like why oh really yeah he's back on the Man, floor tonight hopefully his stock goes up i hope he drops 50 and we win so that we could trade him for a little bit more maybe with some assists in the mix oh well we already know that that probably won't happen but <laughs> no yeah they need to they need to get they need to fix the dunk contest because it's bad it's There's been bad things need to fix, it's like. been bad for a few years now but i think this is like got to be like probably the wrapping point for the show which hit the 50 minute mark um happy new year everybody next week we'll be coming back to you with a little bit of a different format um gonna be trying something new in the podcasting world uh more episodes less time every episode is going to be a different topic we'll get we'll have some nfl episodes nba episodes and uh and whatnot so give uh everybody a chance to kind of just like listen to the parts that they give a shit about and or care about sorry come on man I'm sorry that was my the pg first time. i mean i guess it's it was PG. the first time we are pg-13 and you um, can swear in anything movies. uh it was anyways the second time. it's just a way for everyone to like be able to find something uh or watch what they care about um not have to like go through everything else or scroll through time so Vincent Catuso with the breakdown. That's going to wrap up yep. episode number three of Walk the Pine. As always, I'm Will Gray, joined by Vince Catuso and our producer, JP. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Thanks, guys.